Hello and welcome to Zack Attack. We're never going to be better than this. This is episode 10, The Lucky One, from 2012? 2012. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. Our first episode in a while that isn't a bonus episode. Regularly scheduled Zack Attack. Going back in time, Zeph getting younger and younger and younger. Different kind of movie. Wonderful movie. Yeah, dude, I was I was really stoked for this one. This is a this is a really good one. Definitely a movie I would have never watched if it wasn't for Zeph. Now this is not a good movie, I don't think, by any stretch of the imagination, but I love it so much because it's so cheesy. Melodramatic and crazy. Exactly. Yeah, see I'm like, you know, I'm a huge lifetime movie fan and like I will mm-hmm. j- just download and watch as many lifetime movies as I can get, and this was like as close to seeing Zeph in a lifetime movie as we could get. It, I think so far. This reminds me, I, I still haven't seen it, but last January or February of like 2015, when that Jennifer Lopez movie, The Boy Next Door, came out, and you were all oh, about dude, it. I fucking love that movie. It was really good, yeah. This feels like that kind of movie, sort of, and it makes me, I, I messaged you this last night, I really want to do a podcast with you where we just watch these terrible, terrible, like, I, I don't even know what you call them, like thriller romance movies? <laughs> I love thriller romance movies. If, if I could pick a favorite genre of movie, movie i think it would be thriller romance especially with like a-list actors that are like past their prime though or like you know what i mean like jennifer lopez you yeah. get zeph in this one like you know some decent actors but also like really shitty movies that are just targeted to like you know middle-aged housewives that are home alone on saturdays this is written by nicholas sparks or there was, was based it? on a book by nicholas sparks it yeah. felt very notebooky from the beginning man i knew yeah it's just like it's a carbon copy of the notebook with d- different characters and different settings so i was talking to my sister last night about it because i think she used i don't know if she used to read his books and gave up or what or i don't know but she said this is the only one of his movies that's worth Worth watching. Oh. And at this point, I was eight minutes into the movie. I was like, it's so bad already. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if she's saying it's... I, I just don't, yeah, I don't well, know. Well, we need an explanation of that. It's the only movie worth watching how. Like, I really have no idea. All I know is that if we ever do our th- thriller romance podcast, we need to see all the Nicholas Sparks movies because like this whole movie, I just kept tweeting about it and tweeting about it. Oh, I didn't read any of your it. tweets. I know. You were telling me last night that you were tweeting about it, and I, I purposely guess, didn't read them. I was trying to them. guess the twist. Because I feel like with there all the Nicholas Sparks twist. books or movies, there's always a twist. And the twist in this one is, there's no twist. Yeah, there's absolutely no twist at all. I mean, other than, I really thought that somehow they were going to kill off Zeph, because that would have been, like, the typical move, and they kill off the husband instead, and I was like, wow, this is, like, the most happy ending murder ever. Well, not murder, but, like, happy ending death ever. It was great. Yeah, it was awesome. A treehouse falls onto a dude who's in a river drowning. It's the best death. Yeah, it's, it's the best death. One, Zeph saves the boy after his dad saves the boy and like this whole like you know this build up to this fight is happening throughout the whole movie and Zeph's just like avoiding it because he knows he's too badass and he's gonna fuck up this dude and then you get the end scene like you know the near the end you get this scene where he like they both save the boy the treehouse just falls and just totally demolishes this dude and and like you get that nice Zeph like tip at the end where he meets his dad and he's like no your son saved him you know like (laughs) so awesome. Dude, this movie had everything I could have wanted. I was actually talking to my sister about this movie, and she's like, oh, damn, like, you're watching that one? Is that the one with, like, the picture? And I was like, yeah. And I'm like, don't ruin it for me. She's like, I don't think I could ruin it if I try. (laughs) There's so very little to this movie. Like, I don't understand. I want to talk about this movie forever, and I don't know where to begin. Let's just go through it. I want to... Soldier Zeph, which is a new job for him. Yes, first, no, go rewind just a hair, and let's talk about the douchey Nicholas Sparks montage speech at the end, at the beginning, because they well, all start Zeph, out. With, we have a Zeph voiceover at the beginning and yeah. the very end. Yeah, 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 which is a great touch. It was like once I like once I got that, I was like, oh yeah, we're going deep into like shitty Lifetime movie territory right now. And then you get full on Soldier Zeph, Call of Duty style, and he just going ham. Like I just I just have like me just going off in my notes about how stoked I am for the beginning of this movie. Another thing I was trying to do this whole movie, in addition to trying to figure out the twist, is trying to figure out who the lucky one actually was. It's clearly and him. So we're gonna we're gonna chart that journey along this podcast because it's not always him. It's not always him. It's usually him, but not always. 
But the very beginning here, when we have Call of Duty Zeph, and he's like, there's like an ambush, there's an attack. Basically, everybody around him dies, but he over lives. and over. It's not even like everybody around him dies once. It's like first scene, everyone around him dies. Second scene, he finds the picture, everyone around him dies again. It's like <laughs> just constant. And not death. only do people die around him when he finds the picture. But it's going to pick up the picture that saves him from getting blown up in, like, a mortar attack or something. Exactly. Piper saved his life just by being, you know, a sexy skank on the picture, man. It was awesome. Which, okay, I'm going to jump ahead and spoil this, but, like, how many brothers in the military are carrying around pictures of their sister? Like, creepy, kind of, like, almost sexual pictures of their sister. Yeah, like, like my girl back home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I Like, definitely, this is, like, like I, I definitely didn't believe it that much, but at the same time, like, they kind of try to sell it to you in the movie, like, you know, her parents died, she was living with her grandma, like, her, her and her brother grew up together. Together. It was to protect him and, like, you know, that you're coming home to, like, our family. Obviously, I wouldn't keep, like, one just creepy picture of my sister. It would have been, like, her and her son and grandma all together, like, all of us, you know, something just not, like, creepy sister picture. Because it seems like he's really close with her, and his name is, I think, Logan, but they call him Aces because he's got an Aces tattoo on his arm. I was convinced he was not dead, that he was going to come back at some really? point. I don't know. I was just... I was hoping for a twist so bad, dude. I was hoping so bad for a twist. And I don't know what the twist would have been, because in the movie, they say that he's dead, that they got the word, that, you know, he he went out on a second tour and never came back, and he might have died from friendly fire. And so I guess the whole narrative... Like tension is that Zeph might have killed him with friendly yes. fire. Yeah, but we like, but we saw the beginning scene, and like, I thought the narrative tension was that Zeph knew what was going on the whole time with the brother, and just and like doesn't bring it up, and is like kind of hiding it from Piper. Not yeah. that, not that he didn't piece it together yet, but I definitely thought the brother was dead for sure. He was like, like, like gone. There, the thing is that there's literally no reason for him to not bring up the picture when he goes to their farm. Yeah, yeah, but, and the, and this is, like, I had a problem with this, because, like, Piper tries to act all pissed off when, like, they eventually get to the picture. Like, yeah, first of all, like, he w- he could have bought the picture and been like, yo, like, I found this picture, I w- I've been looking for you, and, like, that's a really sweet romantic way to do it, so they just, like, hide the picture for tension that doesn't really matter. And also, if you give her the picture, it's, like, this sort of sweet, kind not, like, closure, but, like, you know, it's like, oh, you you were there with my brother, and yeah, blah, you blah, must blah. have you must have crossed paths somehow, even if you don't remember. This is cool, and it would still be like you were sent here for a reason. You know, like all of these kind of things that they like make out to happen could have easily just been avoided. I mean, they needed the conflict. The movie didn't doesn't have really any conflict besides the whole like picture scandal at the near the end. So, and I also don't understand. And we're jumping to the end here, but I don't understand how the sheriff got a hold of the picture. He broke into Zeph's house when he saw like the truck parked. To, like in front of the house a bunch and like you know like Zeph and Piper are banging like 50 times a day right so he like sees her truck there they allude to him like plotting to sneak in and steal the picture but we never actually see him do it right no no you just see I Zeph pe- come back no picture and then the dude shows up with the picture at Piper's house. I paid more attention to this movie than I think any other Zeph movie we've done because I love this movie so much. I was like, I was so invested into it. Oh, yeah. I kind of want to own this movie. Like, I just rented. Like, I kind of want to own this movie <laughs> and just watch it over and over again. No, it's good, man. Yeah, it has the same, like, shitty qualities that I loved about Wave. Like, there's, like, a lot of cheesy-ass one-liners. Like, I have, like, one-liners scattered throughout my notes, like, of all the, like, Zeph one-liners that he's just dropped into her. Yeah, and they just make him to be, like, the most perfect man ever for her, and Piper's just, like, a livid bitch to him for, like, the first third of the movie for, for no, no reason. reason. He's, like, helping her, he's, like, super hardworking, gets there early, is beautiful, good with her kids, good with her grandma, good with the dogs, and, like, she's just, like, a bitch. Why? Okay, what do they do on this farm? It's not Raise a- dogs? It's not a farm, it's a kennel, so, like, they, like, train dogs. Oh, it's dogs. a kennel. Okay. Yeah, it keeps saying, it says, like, Green something kennel. Actually, I think it's just called Green Kennel because their last name was Green. So, yeah, okay. so they, like, board dogs and stuff like that. But, like, while he's there, he's, like, fixing up the tractor and, like, fixing the gutters and doing the dishes and basically just being, like, the dad that wasn't ever there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a tad creepy that he, like, just finds this chick from the picture, shows up and, like, becomes her husband kind of situation but at the same time it's like he's not he's not being weird to her like he's not like you know like i mean maybe we don't know maybe he's just like 
masturbating to her behind the scenes or something. But yeah, like he's being super gentlemanly and like is super nice and not pushing anything and like doesn't try to like, you know, encroach on her at all. He's like taking it super slow. He shows up and wants to sort of, you know, talk about the picture, but then I guess gets shy and just is like, oh, I'm here for a job. And then they hear two people having sex, and I don't know who's having sex. Was it the mom? You don't yeah, nobody's this? having sex. Yeah, no, no. They go back and listen. There's moaning because they get real awkward and uncomfortable in that barn. The moaning is the grandma trying to drag the dog, trying to train the dog, and the dog won't listen to her. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. There's no people having sex. I promise. That's what confused me because I was like, "Who is having?" No, sex? it's the grandma like dragging that big ass like uh fucking Saint Bernard by its neck, trying to like get it to go through this thing, and like the dog won't listen to her. Okay, because I saw that happening, but I don't know why I didn't piece it together. It was just like, they had such an awkward reaction to it. Like, this is like some sounds that they should never hear. You know what I mean? I was just like, I don't know what this is all about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just... But anyways, yeah, he comes comes with the picture, and he's trying to... And he's trying to, like, tell her, but also... Oh, wait, like, wait, 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 Before he gets there, though, we have to talk about him going home to his family. Oh, yeah. So he because goes he back has... home to Colorado, and he's, like, he, like, is with his... A, 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 apparently, it's, like, his brother or his sister, because they're his uncle. He's the uncle I, to the kids. I feel like it's his sister, because we see more of her than we see of him. True. Okay, so it's, like, his sister, and he, like, gets back from the war and has this, like, weird, like, um shell shock moment when the kids are playing some video game. And like drop well, he's shit. Got- two different video game PTSD flashbacks, like when he's in the bus station or whatever, and then when he's at home and they're playing video games, and he's just like, oh, I'm in the war, like, I can't I can't handle this, and he freaks out both times. Yes, even more taking it back a little bit, when he's leaving, did, did you notice that when he's in that bus station, he's dressed just like Cole Carter? No, but I... He had, like, he had, like, a beanie on, he has, like, a hoodie on, and his, like, backpack, and I was just like, yes, Cole Carter, just from the beginning. Oh, that's pretty wonderful. Yeah, it was great. I actually we should find that picture. Let's get the picture of him in the bus station. We can use it for the cover for Oh no, I one. already I already have good pictures for the, okay, the, good, for good, the good. thing. That's don't, fine. Don't you worry about it. I understand. But the best moment of PTSD is when his two nephews wake him up in the morning and like these he kids are like, like five or six up. years old. No, he like grabs one by the throat <laughs> and like Choke pins him. him yeah, he like bed. chokes and pins him from his sleep. And the other one is like filming it because I guess they think it's gonna be funny. I don't know why they're filming it, but then they both like freak out and run out. And the sister, you know, she, I don't think she says it, but like she, she's like, "You gotta go." Basically, like, yeah, you cannot be here anymore. No, she says like, "You gotta get help or something." Does he walk from Colorado to Piper's house? Uh, yes, he does. Walk straight from Colorado to Piper's house. The whole because fucking way. According to, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm rewatching right now, he does look like Cole Carter. He looks like Cole Carter if, like, Cole Carter was, like, a cold temperature climate as opposed to Tankson. Because he's in a beanie and he's in jeans, but, like, this guy's a DJ on the run. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he walks from Colorado to wherever Piper lives. He full-on Forrest Gumps it the whole way there. According to IMDb trivia, would have taken him 24 days to do it. <laughs> so awesome. I love that. I wonder if that's like multiple chapters in the Nicholas Sparks book or like that just like we just skip over it. Uh, no, knowing what I know about movies and books written for women, I would imagine that that just is completely skipped over. I'm sad that we don't have Zeph running barefoot crying like he did in Neighbors 2, that there's sort of like a, the opportunity to sort of set some groundwork in this movie. You know, he's just walking sadly, stone-faced, you know, 24 days worth, as opposed to running barefoot away from the newly engaged Dave Franco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There should have been some tears in this. I agree. Maybe a shirtless part of it, but we'll take what we can get right now, so. I think he cries. Does he cry or does he not cry? I don't think he cries. Okay, so this is something thing I noticed at the beginning of this movie, mainly during the Call of Duty scenes, did you ever notice that Zeph's serious face looks a lot like his crying face? I feel like he only has really, like, one face. Like he's got he has, he has like, a blue steel. He has his own blue steel thing going on. I definitely agree. But there's, like, a fine line between him crying and being blue steel at the same time. Like, in all the movies we've seen him cry in, which are a bunch, he also has the same exact, I'm doing a serious acting face. Yeah. I would say that. And I mean, I don't think that's necessarily a compliment. I think that's sort of a... Hey, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't really have much facial range. No, he has no... I mean, he has great character range. He's super talented, but the facial range thing really gets me, and I just noticed it in this movie. Because we had just... Because yesterday, we, I mean, for me, yesterday, I just watched Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, and there's that scene when they're, like, crying, 
And the look on his face in the crying scene was exactly the same as the look on his face when he was, like, doing the soldier raid situation. And I was just like, oh, shit, this is the exact same face. (laughs) (laughs) It's just his serious slash emotional face. Yeah, yeah. Serious, almost in tears, of how serious I am face. So here's another guess for what I had for the twist, that when he went to pick up the picture, he sort of got knocked down and got amnesia? And he Ooh. didn't remember that he was actually that he actually knew Piper. But then Ooh. when he got to Piper's farm and she didn't know him, another idea for the twist I had was that they both had amnesia. What? <laughs> Were you watching the movie through my brain? Because that's something that I would have come up with. I was just trying to come up with something like no, because I I had this feeling like that they knew each other, but no, they don't know each other. They're just I like, had a feeling that the dude was his best friend. Okay, so like maybe I was maybe I had the amnesia thing and the dude was his best friend in the marines and he knew about her but he didn't know that he had known about her and she wouldn't have met him because they met in the marines because there's really no reason for their paths to have crossed but there's like in, in terms of like movies and just sort of reveals like it, it feels like they should have known each other yeah i would have liked them to have known each other but at the same time it's good that they didn't because i like piper being a bitch okay so here's a question He's walking across the country to find Piper. I don't know if he knows where she is, because he just has a picture. Yeah, how the fuck does he find her? That's what I'm saying. I think he's asking everybody in every bar across the country, hey, do you know this girl? And then finally he gets to a town, and the guy's like, in a town like this, nobody doesn't know that girl. Yeah. I have a note in my notes that says, (laughs) Zeph really needs Max and Neve from Catfish to teach him how to reverse image shirts Piper. (laughs) (laughs) He could just drag that right into Google, click go, and he could have found her Facebook immediately. So then he gets to the farm, and Piper's there. I didn't recognize Piper at first because on Orange is New Black, she's like always like exhausted and not wearing makeup and tired. She and looks whatever. identical, dude. No, she doesn't, because she looks like actually like done, like her hair's done in this. And I like I didn't. Uh, I don't know. I just I I didn't recognize her at first. I definitely recognized her. The the cool okay. So for me, as we're getting to the the farm, one of the cool things was is all these swamp scenes were very reminiscent of the Paperboy for me, and I was really hoping that at some point we get like a little like little bit of a chase through the swamp situation going on. Which, I mean, we kind of got, but didn't get. But yeah, as I see like the swamp stuff in the beginning, I was like, yes, we're going back to the paper boy. And he gets the job, and I guess he interviews with Piper, and she sort of gives him the job, but then he talks to her mom, he talks to Blythe Danner, and she's Who like, is you- awesome, by the way. She's like the only logical, like, cool chick in this whole movie. She's the yeah. one that's p- trying to get Piper's dick wet. She's like, always <laughs> looking out for Zeph. No, she's just, like, super cool. She's also not the mom. She's the grandma, which seems like the age doesn't line up, but she's the grandma. No, she just looks really good for her age, man. Like, they were having kids young. She looks good for her age. She's just, like, wise old grandma, super cool. Yeah, I liked her. She was a great character. I do like how everybody in this movie is either, like, the perfect person that can do everything or just, like, an idiot person who can do nothing. Like, <laughs> Zeph, Zeph what, is Which one is Piper? Handyman. Oh, she, she can do nothing. She's an yeah, idiot person. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's horrible. <laughs> Zeph can do everything. He's, like, the perfect handyman. He's, like, the ideal man in every way. You know, Piper is an idiot person Completely who, like, useless. does everything in her power to screw up everything with Zeph. <laughs> like, she's, like, talking shit about him and, like, he's in the room and she doesn't realize that he's in the room. Her ex-husband, who she met just because, you know, the he was the quarterback of the football team or whatever, and got her pregnant, and that's why they got married. He's another idiot person, like, he's a terrible sheriff, <laughs> drunk, drawing his gun on just regular civilians, like, yeah. he's terrible. What's his dad? What's those... his dad? What's the judge? Is he an idiot person or, or a do-everything person? He's not important enough to get a classification. Okay, I, th- I kind of think that he's a do-everything kind of person. Maybe. He's getting everybody then... out of trouble, he's the judge, he's yeah. like... Yeah, like, gonna be mayor. But then the two idiot people have this kid who's somehow, like, the smartest, most well-rounded yeah. kid in, like, history. Yeah, he, like, plays baseball, he, like, plays the violin, he's, like, killer at chess, he's, like, super into- Also, he has, like, random ADD sometimes. He's a like, magician. He's a magician. Yeah, fuck, man. This he's, like, a off- cute little kid, he, like, he's funny, he, like, he's personable. Like, I don't know how these two idiot people made this, like, cool <laughs> kid who can do everything, but, like, I guess it skips- two generations? Because <laughs> Blythe Danner, his great-grandma, is another one just like, you know, 
she's able to keep up with Zeph, and she can sort of, like, she's kind of an old soul and knows that he's a good guy, and, like, yeah. she's totally got her thing together. Like, she's sort of just like, you know, I don't have to deal with anything. Like, I'm just, you know, I, I just live here. Like, whatever. Yeah, dude. Yeah. The kid is really awesome. I, I definitely love the grandma. I love the grandma a lot in this movie because she has the same sense of reason that Rachel's mom does. And, like, I love dealing with Rachel's mom, and the grandma reminds me of her so much. Like, not in age-wise, but just by, like, logic and, like, like personality, like, calmness. Yeah, I was really drawn to the grandma in this movie. She's awesome. I mean, she's a great actress. Yeah. I've seen her in other stuff. She was in... I think the first thing I saw her in was Huff, maybe? Which was a TV show on Showtime for a couple of years. Uh, but she's just Yeah, she's, like a, she's, been she's, a, she's a great actress, right? She's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah. But there's, like, there's weird things in this movie, like, the sheriff is sort of, like, less handsome Zeph, kind of. Like, he sort of has the same build, but he's, like, sort of just, like, a blockhead and just not a good-looking dude. Yeah. Let's talk about the obvious one that Piper is a girl that has lived in Louisiana her whole life and has no accent. Yeah. Yeah, this is another movie where they just, like fuck accents, like, we're just not doing them. That's, like, a recurring theme in Zeph films at this point. It's kind of wonderful, although she does rock a really great southern girl jean shorts. Oh, yeah, she does. Yeah, it won't, I remember this, yeah. I wrote down that Piper Piper should wear jean shorts forever. <laughs> Piper should wear jean shorts forever. I wouldn't disagree with that. But early on, there's, like, a. I think there's there's probably a party for, like, the, the mayor-elect or whatever, the dad yeah. or whatever. Yeah. There's this weird moment where, like, the kid is, like, struggling to tie his tie, and Zeph is everywhere fixing everything. You, like, expect Zeph to come in and, like, help him with the tie, but then just, like, the kid just does the tie. It's just, like, these weird movie moments yeah. that like, don't become movie moments. Yeah, yeah, definitely agreed. There was a lot of those. And, like, how the sudden kid, the kid can't fucking say, like, remember the three lines for the grandfather's campaign, but can just, like, kick ass at chess with, like, no effort at all, like, while he's, like, fucking around. Maybe they're, like, alluding he has autism or something. Maybe. I don't know, because, like, he's sort of, I mean, we don't really know if anything's wrong with him. We just know that the sheriff thinks that Piper babies him and that he wants him to be like a real man but he only has him like you know every other weekend or whatever but he's just sort of like disgusted at how he, like Piper just sort of babies him and so like when he goes for a baseball game he's like I'm gonna push him as hard as I can and he takes like a She's ground like, ball no I'm lip. his mom don't do that yeah oh but then the, the next thing I have in my notes is that you know <laughs> it's another example of Piper being the worst and like I don't know like it's weird like the whole first half of the movie is, like, setting up how terrible Piper is. Weirdly, like, in a romance movie, like, there's no chemistry between the two of them. Like, he doesn't try to hit on her at all. Like, he's just going about his business, like... And that's sort of, like... Well, that's, like, the ultimate works. female dream. Yeah. This is... that's This movie is made for women. You can be a huge bitch to a really attractive guy for as long as you want, and then whenever you decide you're ready to date him, then he's totally, <laughs> re- he's totally ready for it, too. Yeah. And he's not doing anything, he's not, like, talking to other girls, there's no, like, other dating involved. He's just totally devoted to you, doing work at your house all the time, and you can be a bitch to him until you're ready. And what I think's kind of funny is it's sort of a little bit of a subversion of the Zeph roles that we've seen him do since this movie. He's talking to the grandma when she comes in from outside. He's talking about how he went to school, and Piper, I guess, thinking, you know, as an army man or... No, she, no he, does, does she know that he was an army man? No, he, no, yeah, yeah, no, she knows yeah, he yeah. was a marine. He says it, like, one of, like, the very first things, because she says, like, are you a cop or something? And he's like, no, I'm a marine. So I guess she, or, you know... Thinking that he's this handsome and that he's a Marine, there's no way he can be educated. And he's, she's like, oh, well, what'd you study in college? And he says, philosophy. I like philosophy. But he only went for one year. Give me, like, your favorite quote. And he says this quote. She's like, oh, I know that one. It's Voltaire. And he's like, actually, it's Dr. Seuss. And then she's so embarrassed. But like, I don't understand <laughs> why she's acting so insane. Like, why does she hate him so bad? May- okay, so this is the only thing that I can logic out for this, is that she's still hung up on her brother's death who was a Marine, and she doesn't want to, like, get close to another Marine, and she's kind of, like, focusing the anger of losing her brother at Zeph. I guess, but, like, it's so exaggerated and so unfair, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's like, super overdramatic. The whole movie's like this, so, like, yeah, I was I was down for it. I was like, oh, man, I hope, like, I was hoping Piper became, like, a huge bitch to him. I was hoping some, like, pushing scenes and stuff, but no, we don't really get that. Yeah, 
little bit of a missed opportunity, but there's so many opportunities that they absolutely crush. It's just it's it's wonderful. Yeah, it's it's really awesome. I was I was stoked throughout this whole movie. Oh, um, I didn't so I didn't know that this was a Nicholas Sparks book that this movie was based on. And when I see him, when I see them get to the boat, and as soon as she says this thing doesn't run, I have in my notes he's totally gonna notebook this and fix the fuck out of the boat. <laughs> <laughs> And I was right. <laughs> well, he fixes the boat, he fixes the tractor, like, there's literally nothing he can't do. No, he he gets the kid to play violin for people, he plays chess with them, like, yeah, dude, he, he plays the piano really well, just, like, naturally. They're all just, like, superstars. And in spite of how good he is with her kid, and how helpful he is around the house, she still wants no part of him, and he shows up just to, like, I don't know, drop something off. And the kid runs up to him, he's like, you like jambalaya? Like, real yeah. excited. Well, no, he's and saying like, goodbye. He's saying, like, goodbye for the night because he's obviously, you know, been working 16-hour days there. You know, right. he shows up at 6 a.m. and leaves at, like, 9. And, he, and she's and like, no, he has plans. He's like, he's like, he like, well, he, yeah, he likes jambalaya. He'd love to have jambalaya. And she's like, no, I'm sure he has plans. He's like, I can't remember the last time I had a plan. Like, basically, like, I can be your boy toy. Like, I've got nothing to do. But, yeah, like, be I'm here so for you. fucking bored. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's so wonderful. And then, so then, like, ah, they, they have dinner, and the little kid is so precocious. Like, he's not. Like, he's obviously not a real kid, because he's just like, then she got pregnant with me. And it's just like, I don't, I don't know who <laughs> talks like this. Yeah, apparently, seven-year-olds in the South <laughs> that are raised. I mean, I guess if you were raised by your mom and grandma, and like, maybe this is part of the reason why the dad's so pissed off, that his little kid is acting like this all the time. Super precocious all the time. And he's like, yo, you need to shape up. Like, just like cut this shit out. Nobody talks like we're in a movie all the time. <laughs> I think it's around this time that Zeph finds out that the uncle, the brother, whatever, died in the war. Oh, no, 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 no. Because he finds out from Blythe Danner earlier when they're in the car, and that's when you're like, oh, that's why she likes him so much, because he reminds her of his grandson. But, like, this is when they're talking about it. Yes. And this is when I realized that, like, apparently everybody in a Nicholas Sparks movie that you don't see on screen has died off screen to provide backstory for someone <laughs> on screen. I like, never thought of that. When they go to the boat, Piper's like, oh yeah, my parents died when we were young. It was real hard on me and Logan. They're gone. That like raised her up, like, you know, that changed her upbringing. And then we also find out that like, you know, it hurt her and Logan, but Logan also died off screen. <laughs> so, like, everybody's dying off screen. Yeah, it's like, it's like kind of like the inverse of Game of Thrones. They just kill everybody before the movie. And then you just get like, you're left with like, what's like bare bones people. Like all you got left is the survivors. Yeah, it's I the like weirdest it. decision to ever make because, like, it's all the like weird exposition with, I guess, some emotional resonance, but like, there's nothing to show for it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. That's a good point. I didn't even realize. I mean, like, I just thought Piper was just cursed and just like she is like one of these chicks that just kills off everyone around her, you know. But I like your just Nicholas Sparks did it just for backstory. That's an even better, one. <laughs> even better theory than mine. After I realized that, I was like, oh, somebody in this movie's either gotta die. Or somebody who they think is dead isn't actually dead. Like, there's no Good way point. that everybody is going to make it through this movie with nobody else coming back to life. I definitely like, thought Zeph was dying. I thought, I thought he, he had die. to go. Yeah. He was, like, too perfect, you know? Like, she needed to, like, fully commit, and they needed to get engaged and him die, like, that night. Is what I was so, thinking was going to happen. So did you see The Guest, the movie The Guest from a couple years ago? No, I fell asleep through it. Rachel watched oh, it and loved it. Come Sorry. On. Uh, no, no, I mean, just like, I, dude, I was watching it. It was late at night. I'd f- fall asleep, dude. It's not like I didn't like it. It was my favorite movie from two years ago. But that movie is basically this movie until that movie gets good. I mean, like, <laughs> like it's about like a handsome stranger who comes back from war and he's got a dark secret. And he's sort of like the perfect guy who like helps out with the family and helps around the house and is like everything that everybody needs. And then you find out Don't ruin it. that there's something dark harboring there. But like, Good. there's nothing dark harboring in Zeph. He's just like this perfect guy who can help in every way. Yeah. And then his dark secret is that like, oh, he, he kind of creepily he has a, a picture. He found a picture. He has, yeah. That's it. his secret is that he found a picture. It's such an anticlimactic tension to have. I agree. It's like, and also, as soon as he drops this on this, any normal chick is going to lose her shit. She's going to be so enthralled with how romantic this gesture is, that he's been saving this picture the whole time, that she's just going to go ham for it. But no, Piper has to, like, fake pretend like she's pissed off for a little bit. She's also a real weirdo, because we see her doing some very aggressive gardening 
on the one year or whatever anniversary of her brother's death. Like, she yeah. was just, like, hacking at her plants and, like, throwing pots around and breaking stuff. And this is when Zeph basically gives her a bear hug and yeah. sort of, like, Robin Williams her from Goodwill Hunting. Like, it's not your fault. It's not your yeah. fault. They, they don't kiss here, but I don't know how they don't kiss here because, like, he's just, like, wrapping himself around her. I'm here for you. And she's just, I guess, yeah. not ready yet because she's still still sort of in, like, crazy bitch mode a little bit. Like, not in, like, a sexist, derogatory way, but just, like, yeah. the character's terribly written. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's just... I, I, how do girls still watch this shit? Like, do they know. not see that it's just, like, a man making, like, really, really terrible assumptions of what women want, but he's right? But he's, like, actually right about it, and they're still <laughs> buying all these fucking books and, like, watching these movies? Like, oh, God. Yeah. It's, a, it's like a weird self-fulfilling prophecy, I think. Like, what is there, is there... Are there... Like, you know what? You know, this has to be, like, the female version of Fast and the Furious. You know what I mean? Like, we know exactly what the fuck the movie's gonna be. We're gonna see it every time, and we're gonna be happy with it. Because we know that it's just, like, it's written to men. This is what we want. Cars half-naked chicks, action, and that's it. Every movie is exactly the same, and we'll just accept all the bullshit that surrounds it just because, like, we know that that we're just like, that's what we want. Because it's brain candy for us. Yeah, brain candy. Maybe this is like women brain candy. Dude, I am I need to start fucking writing books like this. Like, I watch way <laughs> too many Lifetime movies to not start writing books like this. Like, you know, oh, these are so cookie cutter. I love it. Like, I, yep. I, I could write some of these. When we do our thriller romance podcast we will write down ideas and we'll come up with like a whole se- we have to, i think the whole big like the, the, the big money is like in a series where we have like a couple mini series well i mean just like books like a 30 book series oh yeah yeah that's right yeah yeah and a 30 book series we'll get it picked up we just change out the dude every time but just like the same story 30 times in a row you mm-hmm. just change out the guy and kill off someone different in every book yeah awesome yeah dude we're instant bestsellers J.K. Rowling, watch out. But then when they're having this little moment in the garden, I didn't write down too many quotes in here, but I did write down this quote. He says something to her and she laughs. And he says to her, you've got a great laugh, you know that? I wish I could hear it more. She says, why don't you try telling me a joke? And he says, you're going to have to get a few beers in me. And this is sort of like the start of like their romantic coupling. Yeah, you know, that's a good line. Like, that's really uh, smooth. I like it. You're going to have to get a few beers on me? Yeah, dude, that's a great way to do this, because it's like, that's not pressuring. She's like, I want to hear a joke, and he's like, well, you're going to have to get me kind of drunk, and like, that's like an invite to be like, we could drink beers in your house, or like, you know, if you want to go out to get beers, then I'll take that as like kind of a date situation, and yeah, so, the, and this is what sparks the whole date situation, when the grandma's like, what do you do? She's like, I'm not doing anything, this is just beers with friends, beers with coworkers, and the grandma's like, I didn't say anything, and she's like, it's definitely not a date, and she's like, I didn't say anything still. <laughs> Even though she she, like, doesn't dress up the entire movie until this scene, and she's, like, in, like, a top and a skirt and everything, and, like, very clearly gonna be a date. Yeah, it's definitely a date. Definitely a date from the get, and then, like, Piper starts boozing a little too much, she wants to go see the boat, where, you know, hints about, like, notebooking the fuck out of it, and then we get, like, they're coming home, and you get that hot Zeph Piper kiss Hold for, on, like, wait, wait. way you, too you've long. You've missed, you've missed so many good things. What did I miss? You've what did I miss? so many good things. So, first of all, Last movie, I think, or a couple movies, one of the ones that we recorded this month, one of the bonus episodes, you were saying how you wanted to see, like, I was saying I wanted to see Zach, Zeph in, like, a remake of, like, Footloose, and you said that you want to see him in The Matrix, like, dancing through bullets. Yes. There's a scene, it's just, like, a quick cut of him and the son oh, the in a kid barn. dancing, yeah! They're, 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 like, basically, like, Matrix dancing. Like, it's it's weird. Like, this is exactly what you wanted. Exactly. Like, it's sort of oh, in, yeah. in the Matrix. Yeah, it's, it's like, kind of, it's kind of Pulp Fiction-y, like, the dance in Pulp Fiction scene. Yep. Yeah, I really liked it. It was, it was goofy. I mean, like, I, I, I obviously would want more of a romantic dancing situation, like, with him and a partner, but at the same time, him with the little kid, it was cool. I, d- I definitely did like the dancing scene. Number two, her husband comes over, I think this is this all the same scene, Yeah. and Zeph is outside, and like, no, 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 I'm sorry, it's, it's a different it's the next scene. next day. Because okay, between then and then, a dog runs away, I think is when her husband's coming over, and Zeph's like, hey, and like, he just goes chase after the dog, like, it's this, like, it's this moment of, like, legitimate panic. He shouts, and the dog's running 
but there's nothing to it. Like, the dog runs away, and I guess yeah. he just catches it. Like, we don't see anything happen. We don't see it like, catch just... it. We don't see it get away. <laughs> then nobody really cares about it. The dog's just fucking gone. And So then the husband is there, and he starts yeah. getting, like, real handsy with Piper. And Zeph pulls the ultimate power move, and I think it's going to be the picture I used for the episode, but he shows up, like, in the barn, and he's just leaning against the doorframe, and he basically is like, hey, man, back off. And, like, it works. Like it's Yeah, he just punks like, the shit out of him. I thought we were going to get a fight there, but instead, even more badass, Zeph just punks this dude. We're not going to get a fight until the husband's good and drunk. Like, there's... It, it, it's almost even like then we don't that's even get the a fight. one thing that's really lacking from this movie, aside from like good writing, is there's not really like a man to man like fist fight conflict. There's sort of like the gun thing, but like that's it. Yeah, I, I agree. But again, this is a woman's movie. We're wanting man on man fight. They keep it really tame and just like allude to fighting over Piper, and then in the end, Zeph just like is like a strong gentleman and doesn't fuck up the ex husband because in in a world of women, all the men fight for you, but get along at the same time. So I guess the, I mean, it's 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 obvious, like who's the better man here in in all regards. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not like there's ever really like a fight because like there's so one note characters that Zeph is Mr. Perfect and this ex husband sheriff is just like the like biggest ultimate fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he just sucks. He was, like, cheating on Piper and, like, all kinds of weird shit. So then they go out to... Get drinks. They go on their date, they go on and then they make out in front of her truck, and one of them, I think it's her, she's just like, sorry, it's been so long. Like, (laughs) that's a terrible... Yeah. Yeah, how long has it been? Like, I mean, I guess maybe it was a long time. But yeah, sorry, it's been so long. Forgot how to bang hot guys. <laughs> but then, before they can, like, get to anything serious, the sheriff's, like, deputy shows up just like, you guys are driving fast back there. I know I've, I know it's been yeah, several Yeah, 20 minutes, minutes later, he, you. like, catches them, you know? And then, and even better with this scene, is that, like, how the fuck does he's like, he's like, oh, Piper, you look like you're pretty drunk. Drive home. Like what? I thought they were gonna. I thought he was gonna bust. Like I, I kept picturing what the next scene in the movie was gonna be, and I don't know how you have this scene and have him not bust Zeph for like DUI or something. Yeah, yeah. I definitely thought they would have like thrown him in jail for a night. You know what I mean? Just like assert their dominance. But instead, they just like break up the makeout session like he's like their dad or something, and then he tells Piper to drive home. But this one night of like semi romance, I guess, and like leading up to that one kiss is all Piper needs. I think the funniest scene in the movie is the next scene where he's outside with the kid or with the dogs or whatever, and she's just washing that pot, and basically, oh, I don't yeah. know, like, like, the pot is basically her vagina, and, like, yeah, she's, she's just, like, it. slowly, like, slowly petting it, yeah, yeah. and, and the, the grandma, grandma calls like, her oh, well, that, the, the grandma says, well, that's as clean as it'll ever be, and Piper, like, freaks out, <laughs> like, the pot goes flying, <laughs> And, like, she she suddenly loses, like, all control of everything and, like, has the worst ability to, like, put it in the drying rack. And this scene is so wonderful in so many ways. Did you ever see this? There was a video floating around on Facebook not too long ago that's just, like, white people were always fucking shit up. And it was just, like, a video of, like, all these infomercials of, like, white people just fucking shit up. Like, this was a scene from that. It's just, like, like, she spills it, like, 50 times and, like, drops it and spills it and spills on her and drops it in the rack and spills it again <laughs> like yeah that was it was great i love that scene too <laughs> really funny to me like she's just so lost in the moment it's it's oh, great <laughs> yeah so we get so we get this like we get this weird her fa- like oogling over zeph and the grandma like laughing about it situation and then we get the next scene which is like she's upstairs in the boat well zeph's mysteriously working on the boat because obviously he's gonna fix the boat right. and then like she so he comes over their house because he what like doesn't have any more flashlights or something so he like comes over their house god only knows why for more flashlights so she's upstairs in the barn lighting lanterns for no reason by herself which doesn't make any sense but okay and then they come upstairs and this is what we get instead of corn silo sex we get barn sex in this one. Oh, i didn't even think about that. yes yes we get another zeph outside farm sex scene zeph banging on farms in two of the first 10 movies we've done like that is a ridiculously high ratio <laughs> yeah i know right older chicks too older chicks because i mean like i don't know if piper's supposed to be older or not but she definitely looks way older than zeph in this movie so in real life okay how old do you know how old zeph is because i always forget how old he is i know i know it now because i just looked it up last night um what he's like 26 maybe no he's my age he's 28 
Okay, He's so it's close. Yeah. Okay. How old do you think Piper is in real life? In real life, thirty-five. She's like thirty-two. She's like she's or she's thirty. She's she's like two and a half years older than Zeph. Really? That yeah. low? Yeah. Damn, she looks so much older though. It just he looks I, like such a baby all the time. You know what I mean? Like he has like he looks this, like, like such a baby, and she's got like a twelve-year-old kid in this. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. So, how old is she supposed to be in the movie? If she has like an eight-year-old, and well, she, she had she him when she was nineteen, she, she got, got pregnant, pregnant at 19, 19, eight year She's like twenty-eight. Okay, so she, yeah, so they're playing like it probably when this time this movie came out, they're playing their actual ages. If yeah, she was twenty-eight, and he's probably 24, 25. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. Okay, yeah, but she just looks way older. So I do like this kind of Zeph older woman romance situation that's always going on. Absolutely, it's like a forbidden affair, and like she's lighting all the candles. And he goes up there, and the kids like shouting from the house about like what the fuck so were they doing? Why is she in the barn lighting lanterns? Don't know because when he's trying to eat ice cream, like feed your fucking kid ice cream, or like let him eat some ice cream. You're just in the Mom, barn. Ice cream's melting. Yeah, can I eat it? Yeah, just get a bowl. Just get a bowl, and then like they're just like banging around like the kid the kid sort of seems to know and like it feels like there's a time jump like it feels like we jump ahead at least a couple weeks but i don't think we jump ahead a couple weeks at all like everybody just becomes like instantly comfortable with this new reality yeah but i mean he's been around their house a lot because he was like working for them so i mean it wouldn't be like that weird like it would be like oh they became friendly like they're finally like you know cool with being co-workers like i mean i mean maybe the kid gets it if somebody's banging your mom i feel like you have to pick up on it so and i also feel like at by this point, if, if, like, the movie's done anything well, it's established the fact that, like, they get along really well, right? Yeah. I think the kid, even if he doesn't want necessarily want a new dad, although I think he sort of does, because his dad is sort of, I don't know, like, no, no, this kid's not, the kid's too... He loves his dad. too dumb in a smart way to, like, realize yeah. how big of a dick his dad is. Yeah, true, he is. He doesn't get it. Yeah, he's, like, always trying to help his dad and, like, is super cool with him, so, yeah, I don't think that he, like, gets the, how shitty his dad is. So we get, like, the cop being, so, like, speaking of the dad, like, now we're getting to the point where, like, um, the dad's being, like, a super shithead, and it's like, I'll take your fucking son if you don't, because we get, like, to the birthday party, right? I think. Is that the next thing? Let me see here. Yeah. I think we, I think we get to the birthday party. That's when he comes up, and he's like, I know what you're doing, like, he's here, and, like, I'm gonna take your son, and, like, there's not a judge in the town that'll disagree with me, because, like, obviously his dad's the right, judge. Right, right, right. Yeah, because he basically says, like, I want him gone, and I have ultimate control over everything. Yeah, exactly. And then, so, like, Piper's like, cool, whatever, like, I'm, I'm obviously, like, that's cool, she's gonna pick her son over her new boyfriend, which is respectable, but then, like, the grandma, he's, like, still trying to get Piper's dick wet, and she's like, really, you're gonna let hot Zeph get away because of just, like, some kid that you had? And she's like, yeah, you're right, Grandma. Like, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me, but, like, okay. And then she goes, and she that's when, like, Piper shows up to the dad's house and, like, totally calls him out. Like, she calls his bluff. And what's also weird is that, like, they cut to the kid. The kid is watching from behind the car because he's, like, washing the car, and nothing comes of that either. Like, the kid's just like, oh, like, my mom's totally yelling at my dad right now, but, like, I'm not gonna have any kind of, like, emotional payoff about this later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nothing really happens. Then she goes back, and like somehow Zeph has an outside shower, and they like fully clothed. Oh God! Weirdly shower together, right? It's Who the th- weirdest. I don't know. This is really uncomfortable for me. I hate being wet in clothes. Like I really hate it. Like if I have swim trunks on when I come out of a pool, I like instantly go change. Like I hate being fe- the feeling of being wet. And he just like full on lets it happen in jeans and shit. And they like have this awkward scene where they have to like pull off the jeans because they're all wet now. But like their wet clothes come off easier than I've ever had wet clothes come off my body. Like everything sticks to you when it's wet. Yeah, and these are just like they're it just, was like, still like fun and playful like, and sexual. Yeah, and they're like still kind of. Like, they're, like, just kind of, like, giggling about how hard it is, not, like, actually, like, having effort to, like, pull this shit off is, like, so annoying. This reminds me, I don't know why, but this reminds me of one scene, the only scene I've seen in that movie, The Longest Ride, that came out last year, which is also based on a Nicholas Sparks book. There's, like, some, like, they're up in, like, a barn loft. I think all Nicholas Sparks' books take place on barns and in lofts, I guess? Yes, yes, you have to have, like, lots of land that a woman can just take care of, and, and her husband does all the work there, and she just has this big, gorgeous, beautiful house. Yeah, it makes and sense. And it's, like, the same exact moment where, like, they're just, like, getting undressed in front of each other. It's just, like, this weird, like, I don't, it's, ooh, it's just, it's just, like, I guess Nicholas Sparks has, like, a very specific fetish, like, he knows exactly what's <laughs> gonna get him off. And he's no, gonna, it's like, not him, dude, it's chicks, man. I think it's, like, he, really weird that, softcore porn. Yeah, maybe. It's, like, exactly, it's this, it's the whole, like, you know, you see, like, a lot of 
of just like very slow musical foreplay and sure okay so yeah here we go we finally got it i think we we haven't watched a movie yet where zeph isn't shirtless Right? Right. Well, no, because, yeah, because this one we get at 65 minutes in. I think this might be the longest one. I thought that the 75 minutes in for Mike and Dave was longest, but then you pointed out that we could see, like, at least his chest in the opening montage. So I think this might be the longest, like, the record for 65 minutes. The rec- minutes. record of him keeping his shirt on is 65 minutes in a movie. <laughs> I mean, the next movie we do, or... I think, yeah, the next movie is The Lorax. So obviously, I mean, that's a cartoon. That doesn't count. But I want to see, like, I wonder if he's going to get shirtless in, like, the High School Musical movies. Oh, oh, yeah, that's a good thought. Yeah. Really makes you wonder. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay, so, yeah, so they're, like, having sex. Back to, like, they're, like, having sex. Then she almost finds the picture. Well, no, no, because I want to talk about his tattoo. He's got, like, tattoos in this movie. He's oh, got yeah, his barbed wire like, tattoos, super classy. All glorious fleeting. Like, I guess that's, <laughs> you know, it's not like Semper Fi, like you would think that he would get for the Marines. It's all glorious fleeting, which I guess, like, you know, cherish these moments, because you never know when they're going to go away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, I was more hung up on the fucking barbed wire one around his arm. That that just oh, made me so really bad. happy. Terrible. Yeah, No, it made me really happy. <laughs> In real life, I found out that he has two feathers tattooed on an arm somewhere, I think. I don't know if we've seen Yeah, I think not. we see him. I think we see him in one of the movies. Maybe Probably in, Wave in Wave or something. Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking. Because, like, <laughs> <'cause> like <laughs> you know, the director of Wave is just like, eh, whatever, like, we'll just, it doesn't matter, like, don't, don't bother covering him, that's fine. He's <laughs> like, it, it kind of fits, man, I like it, just let him go. <laughs> But she almost finds the picture. She doesn't find the picture. And then, like, you know, we go through, like, now their relationship's getting stronger. No, but hold on. In that scene, she, like, almost finds the picture, and he's, like, freaking out in bed. Like, he's trying to play it yeah. cool, like, not move. Yeah. And then, like, she comes over and jumps on him. She's like, why'd you come here? He says, to find you. And it's, like, the perfect thing to say, but also it the nails truth. It. Yeah, that's why, like, when he shows up later, and she's like, you've been lying to me, I'm like, no, he literally was telling you the exact truth, the whole movie. Like, he never ever, or he's like, I know that you probably won't trust me. Like, what did he ever do that wasn't trustworthy? Like, he just didn't tell you about this picture because he couldn't talk about it. I yeah. don't know. I he don't does know. nail it. He nails it with that line. This is another one of these great one-liners from Zeph, this movie. Yeah, he's been dropping these, like, I'm not going anywhere, and stuff like that, so... Yeah, and then we have a little bit of a time jump. I think here we definitely have a time jump because then we like, sure. cut to the living room and everyone's super comfortable. Yeah, well, they like take off all the furniture because all the furniture was covered for some reason that they don't really explain. Who knows? Yeah, but they like they're like you know what like fuck it we're gonna use furniture again. Cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> There's love in this household again. We're allowed to use furniture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they do that. But um, then Blythe Danner, the grandma, comes in after the most harrowing phone call she's ever gotten. She's just like. Our organist broke her wrist or something. Like, who will ever play with a choir now? And the kid's like, Zeph, you could do it. And he's like, you know, I guess I could, but, like, I need a kid with a violin. And he's like, yeah. And he, like, runs off to his little treehouse, and he runs across the bridge. And even at this point, I was like, oh, this bridge is going to collapse. Like, there's no way that this bridge doesn't collapse. Yep, yep, you know it. It's the most rickety bridge I've ever seen Who the fuck lets that bridge get built? Who lets children play on shit like that? It's like like raging rapids underneath them. Deadbeat ex-husband probably built it. Yeah, probably. Doesn't care about his kid. No, no. And it's like, and they built it over this, like, rapid. And it's like this, like treehouse. It's like on stilts and like, yeah, super fucked. Then we cut to the church, and we might get Zeph crying here because I feel like everybody's in this church is crying at the kid's violin playing. But his violin no. playing sounds terrible. Yeah, it sounds bad. But Zeph doesn't cry at all. He's just like it's like the mom's kind of crying, the dad's kind of crying that he realizes grandma cries too. Okay, the grandma's crying, the dad's kind of crying because he's like realizing that he kind of like lost the mom and stuff like that. And yeah, so like everyone's crying, but Zeph's like holding it together because he's a strong marine and you know fist bumps the kid and everybody's super <laughs> proud. He's like, I made this. Yeah, I I nailed it. And then we get like now now everything's going too smooth, so we have to bring up the conflict again, which is the creepy picture. As they're walking out, the dude's like, "Yo, that's the dude. That's creepy picture guy. He's him." As they're holding hands, you know, you get this like shot of just their hands holding. How Piper. long at this point has Zeph been in town? A long time, right? Yeah, he's not like really time. established there. He's been there for like months. Do you think, or has it just been like a couple of weeks? I'm I have no idea greater than greater than six weeks. You think so? Yes. 
as soon as he gets to town, this weird friend of the sheriff, like, he shows the guy the picture. He's like, oh, yeah, everybody knows her. Like, she's That was a guy in like, the bar, yeah. Right. And then I guess on that day or shortly thereafter, he goes to the sheriff. He's like, hey, like, some, you know, real handsome dudes around town. Like, okay, some new guy in town is asking about your girl. And then the sheriff sees Zeph in town, like, And doesn't realize it could be him. And, like, sees him there a lot. And then only when the guy's like, oh, yeah, like, that's the guy I'm talking about. Like, yeah, of course it is. Like, who else could it possibly be? Yeah, because it's, like, a small town. So, like, I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, he would have definitely realized that this was the dude. Like, if it's a small town and, like, nobody's, like, nobody's really moving to these small towns. You know what I mean? It's like, if a new dude shows up, there's only one new dude that showed up. So, like, if this dude's walking around with a picture of him, like, a picture of her, like, yeah, you would instantly know this. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. Weird. Really weird. I agree. I didn't even think about it. I was too hung up on it. The sheriff breaks in and steals the picture and thinks that that's he what we think. Killed. Yeah, I mean, and, like, like he, that's he pretty obviously does. He shows her the picture and he's just like, "Why would he be carrying this around unless he killed your brother overseas?" And she's and like, he's a stalker. Really? We've he's seen like, a creepy stalker that he before. Did that? Yeah, yeah, dude. It's like, how the fuck does she like believe this? All this is this is what I'm getting at. Like in my notes, I'm like, most girls would find this super romantic. Yeah, like even doesn't. if your ex husband brings the picture. And calls this dude a stalker. You're gonna be like, oh, he had a picture of me. Really? I wonder where he got. Like, like even if he got it from like you know your brother, and he like somehow didn't say anything about it. I think she'd be more pissed. Like, how did you know my brother and not say anything? Than like, why do you have my picture? You know? Yes. Nothing. None of this adds up in any coherent way. And like, I think that she's just angry because the movie needs her to be angry. Yeah. And so she's like, what's the line? She says, "This was Drake's. He took it everywhere with him." He told me. I was like, okay, like, cool, like, thank you, I guess, sure. Yeah, it's just, like, for me, like, I would just be more pissed, like, how did you know my brother? You obviously, like, met him at some point, and you never said anything about it? Like, that's the creepy part of this. The picture isn't even really a creepy part. It's like, you knew him, and you're not saying it. But she's not even, like, willing to let him, like, get any words out. Yeah, but th- but then he just turns around, faces, doesn't face her, and just totally nails it all in one, you know, montage speech. And he says it's like, it's like finding an angel in hell. Yeah, and he just, like, you know, slays it, and she's like, okay, like, let me just cry about this for a minute, and then we'll be cool again. So at this point in the movie, I told you we were going to track this. During this crucial scene where Zeph kills it, it feels like nobody here is the lucky one. Because the ex-husband has lost Piper, Piper has nobody right now, the kid, everybody around him is devastated, Zeph just lost Piper, I mean, everybody is super unlucky, like, there's no lucky one. And I also realized at this point that the movie's called The Lucky One, and not The Lucky Ones, so I was like, who's gonna be the actual lucky one? Yeah, it's obvious. Dude, it's Zeph. Because he's not really out of the picture right here. See, like, I don't, I don't know, I, I deal with a lot of pissed off women in my life, and I know you <laughs> deliver a speech like that, you fixed it. Like, you know, you give her a day or whatever, and she'll just get over this, and then, you know, you go back. I didn't think that he... He definitely, like, still had Piper at this moment. He definitely didn't lose her. I was more nervous when, like, the dad was, like, you know, trying to take the kid away and, like, threatening with that. Like, at this point, he totally fixed it. She's just mad for tonight. Well, what's crazy about it is that even through all of this, he still doesn't know who her brother was. Yeah. He, he The only reason he finds out who the brother was is because he borrows that chess book. Like, this is the laziest convenience in the movie is he borrows the chess book no the little kid runs the chess book out to him happens to leave the photo in it which we see like we see it sticking out of the top but zeph doesn't notice it zeph's like oh aces i know aces and yeah boom memory jog and he's like oh that dude saved other dudes like he's the best guy i've ever met like he was a true leader like our platoons cross paths and everybody starts crying and it's just like, oh, this is like, this is catharsis. Like, now, like, anything, there's no way. Although, this could totally be a lie. The whole thing is that she thinks that Zeph might have killed her brother. Like, this could just be a lie that he's telling her to get back in her good graces. But you he's know? never lied to her. He never know, lied to her. And he was, like, super stand up the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> This and also, like, I feel like at this point we hit a part where Nicholas Sparks is like, okay, let's wrap this shit up now. Because, like, and then the movie just takes off like a bullet, right? Yeah. It's just like, okay, like, we get the picture. Okay, so now we, like, you know, we get to the ex-husband's day drunk. So we're like, okay, now we're going to get the fight. The day drunk ex-husband comes up. He you says, know, I always love those plates. Like, he's just, like, having, like, nostalgia about the weirdest things. Oh, I don't love you, but I love these plates. Like, I remember, it reminds me of, like, a gentler time. He does this after, because he, like, disarms Zeph. We got through, like, the Zeph fight, eat your apple, spit it at you the dog's gonna fuck him up but zeph just oh, like that takes apple the gun. spit was the best 
Yeah, the apple spit was a really good part. I, dude, I really want to see the German Shepherd just wreck this dude so bad. Do you remember the movie Max from a year or two ago about that military dog? Like, this this dog is Max, like, I think. No, I didn't I didn't see it, but yeah, this Google, dog would Google be badass. Max, Max movie. It's the same dog. Is it? Is it actually the same dog, or are you just saying? I don't know. Okay. I'm going to see. Because sometimes dogs are listed on IMDb. Let me see here. Max I feel like movie. it's probably not the same oh, dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, yeah. I see this now. Yeah, he is. He's, he's essentially this dog, yep. Do we know the dog's name? Zeus. He's not credited. He's not credited on IMDb. Damn. So it's a shame. It's a real shame. I wonder who that dog actor is. Fuck. But yeah, okay. the, husband, the husband gets real drunk and real salty and sees Zeph walking by with a bag full of groceries and, like, assaults him in the street, pulls his gun on him. With another Zeph, like, cop there. With another okay. cop doing nothing. Yeah. Because I feel like everybody in this town is just afraid of the sheriff and afraid of the dad. And they're afraid of the sheriff because of the dad. Like, True. They exactly. don't want, like, he just has, like, all like, he's basically, you know, the kid walking around school because, like, his dad is the principal, principal. or whatever. Yep, yeah. exactly. Nailed it. I totally agree. And so he pulls a gun on Zeph, and, like, li- everybody around him is, like, screaming and running away, and Zeph stays totally cool. He's like, hey, man, you're not a bad guy. He's like, you just gotta yeah. let him go. He just, like, disarms him, totally fucks this dude's day up, and then he's like, you're not a bad dude, and walks away, like, real calm with the dog. Like, yeah. like he fucking threw his groceries on the ground, spit in his face, pulled a gun on his dog and him, and then he's like, "Yeah, don't worry about it." Like, and then, like you said, everything happens so fast. Like this happens, then there's a terrible rainstorm, and the, the dad shows up because we had to go, yep. we got to get them all in the same place now because we got to bring the conflict back together. So the dad shows up. He's, "Oh my god, I love these plates." And then Piper's like, "You're, ne- you can never have this. You can never have this." And then, and then you get like, well, he says like, the, the the dad says he wants to take the kid and she's like yeah oh, fine whatever take the kid but they can't find him they look outside and he's like no 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 the kid takes off because he doesn't want to go with the dad yeah he's sprinting through the rainstorm yeah he beelines but piper somehow doesn't realize that he's gonna run to his normal hiding spot that he's hidden seven times before in this movie she yeah. like starts going upstairs looking for him and so he's like running to the treehouse and then drunk dad like runs to the treehouse too and then zeph obviously shows up and then and they're like oh and the grandma's like go follow piper to the treehouse because we need to get everybody all in one place during the storm i wrote down this kid can do everything except for walk in the rain. Like, he's walking across <laughs> that bridge, and he just, like, panics. He's like, I don't know what to do. Like, Dad, it's getting real shaky. Like, kid, you probably weigh 45 pounds. Like, the bridge is going to hold you. Just walk across it. Yeah, exactly. Instead, the dad, he's like, Dad, I need help. And the dad, like, goes to rescue him, and then the bridge begins to collapse. And it's like, oh, no, this is everything I've ever wanted in a movie. Yes. Yeah, it, but we didn't even get, like, a full collapse. We get, like, the half-collapse hang situation going on for a while, which yeah. I really like. And as they're both on the bridge and it's, like, half-collapsed, like, Zeph and Piper both show up. Drunk Dad was trying to cross it, so now they're both hanging from the bridge. Yeah. And, like, Zeph now and it's completely fucked, because it was barely holding the small child. And But, like, Drunk Dad tries to get on it, too, like, to save him. And so Zeph and Piper are, like, watching from the sidelines, unable to do anything. And then Zeph, like, I think it's, like, when the bridge, like, fully collapses, but they're both holding on. The dad Yeah, the kid was the holding kid. on, the dad swims to him. But then, like, Zeph is able to get in the water and, like, somehow just, like, walk or swim across, like, these class five rapids and like gets the kid and as he's like he brings the kid back he's like i'm going I'm back, going back for him and yeah. he turns around and treehouse falls on the dad and it is <laughs> wonderful yeah it was just so perfect falls washes him down the river and he's just gone that's it problem solved like they sh- they should drop the treehouse on him weeks before yeah absolutely I mean, there's no re- I guess, but I guess it doesn't rain in Louisiana until like there needs to be like a big climactic moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like all my notes from this part of the movie were just like, oh shit, oh no, oh oh shit. <laughs> they get back to the house, and this is when he tells her about aces. Yeah, like, okay. yeah. Then he's, he's like, like, like okay, we're wrapping this shit up. Here we go. I knew your brother. Like, it's basically, got it. ultimate mic drop. He's just like, hey, just saved your kid. Sorry about your ex husband. Here's the truth about your brother. I'm out of here. And then she's yeah, like, okay, <laughs> wait, don't go. You belong here with us and he's like yes i have that too you belong here with us yep oh my god what a wonderful wonderful movie then we get like a nice and and don't gloss over the nice voiceover outro speech where we see them he definitely fixed the boat yep they're a family how the fuck she only has one dog when she ran a kennel like a chick that owns no dogs but has a kennel blows my mind yeah everything is just everything's perfect completely summed up the world is perfect dude that was a great movie this zeph role was originally written for what actor, do you think? Oh. It's, it, if you think about it for, like, a second, you'll get it right. It's the easiest, most obvious answer. Like, if you don't get it, it's not, like, a problem. But, like, if you oh, think damn. about it... I'm thinking of, like, a soldier, dude. I don't it's know. It's the wrong path. 
Go ahead. Who is it? Who is it? Gosling. Yeah, obviously. his Nicholas Sparks role from The Notebook. Yeah. I feel like like if he was in this role, it would be like Drive if Drive was this kind of movie. Because like, he's like the same yeah. guy in Drive. Like He rescues Carrie Mulligan. He yep. rescues their kids, sort of. You know, He's there to kind of patch things up between her and Oscar Isaac, between her and Standard. I feel like it's the same thing, but just worse. <laughs> like I can yeah. see why he didn't do it. It's like the shitty Nicholas Sparks version of Drive, and I can definitely see why he didn't do it. But also, I, it was a great opportunity for Zeph, man. This was great. I'm glad that I'm glad that fucking Gosling wasn't in another damn Nicholas Sparks movie. I feel like in a lot of the podcasts I've been doing, maybe with you, but also maybe with Mike, Gosling shows up in a lot of things. Like it feels like he's almost been in like every movie in the last five years, and I feel like that's just because like there's not that many actors out there. Like people this age, there's like Gosling, there's Zeph, Zeph. there's like Shia LaBeouf, there's Tom Hardy. Channing like, Tatum. Like, Channing Tatum. Tatum. That's it. Yeah. That's all you got. Like, seriously, that's it. No, my sister was talking with me, to me about this this morning. She's like, I really don't get Zach Efron, like, Zach attacks. And I was like, dude, like, you don't realize that he's pretty much your generation's Brad Pitt. You guys don't have anyone else. You know what I mean? Like, he's not as dumb as Channing Tatum. He's not as, like, uber crushy as Gosling. Who do you got left? The Taylor Schilling, the Piper role. Uh, she beat out Abby Cornish, who's been in movies that, that like I know about. She was in Limitless. She was in Sucker Punch. Oh, cool. I don't know. Cool. And she also beat out Katie Cassidy, who who's I that? think was... She's on Arrow. I don't know what she plays on Arrow. She was in 12 episodes of Gossip Girl. But she, I think the thing that she was most... No... That's not it either. She's just... They're both just cute girls who I don't really know for much. I think... I feel like I should know Katie Cassidy from Arrow, which I'm going to start watching soon. Yeah, I've never watched it either, but everybody says great things about Arrow. Although I do think that, like, anybody could have been the Piper role, because the Piper role has absolutely nothing to do. Yeah, you're playing a useless woman that can bitch at Zeph. That could have been any number of these women that exist right now. Oh, and the the only other bit of trivia I had was that the director went out of his way, quote-unquote, went out of his way to make sure that there was no explicit nudity because he wanted that PG-13 rating. I want to see, like, a raunchy sex scene between, like, Zeph and Piper in that shower. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We get, like, a nice butt grab of Piper, like, yeah. through the skirt when she's wet, which was really nice. Well, and she also gets a butt grab of Zeph, like, when they're about to bone in that bedroom. I'm, I'm always so thrown off about girls grabbing guys' butts. It makes no sense to me. I don't get it. I'll never understand it. So, like, for me, that was, like, a really big wrench in my fantasy world. I'm sure Zeph has a nice butt. Have we seen? No, we've seen this butt. Yeah, many times, like, <laughs> like over and movie. over and over again. We've seen we've seen him shirtless in every movie, and, and like his ass in like half of them. So yeah, but she just like slips her hand down his like boxer briefs and just like grabs butt, and like that's like the the raunchiest thing that we see, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we get like a lot of like illusion. I think he has his mouth on her boob at one point, but like you don't really see anything, and that's cool, dude. Zeth must be getting so much like you know movie ass, man. This is yeah. awesome for him. He's been making out Piper. He made out with, what's her name? The old skeezer a bunch. Oh, well, Anna Kendrick. Who's the old skeezer? Old skeezer from the, uh, at any price. Oh, oh, um, what's her face? I'm not going to look it up. No, not at any price. Oh, no, wait. At any price or the Paperboy? Well, at any price Both. is Heather Graham. Yeah. And yeah. Micah Monroe in that movie. And then in the Paperboy, Nicole Kidman. Yeah, dude, he's made out with a lot of really hot, successful actresses. But you could also like look at all of them and they'd be like, be like, oh, they all got to make out with Zeph too. You know what I mean? So like, it works both ways. No, no, because he's like a he's like a kid. He's not like he's not super super. Like they're not all stoked. You can't tell me that Nicole Kidman's all stoked that she made out with Zeph. I bet she is, as like a forty-five or fifty-year-old woman or whatever she was. No when way! She made that movie. She could yeah. still crush twenty-year-olds. I bet she could get hotter twenty-year-olds than Zeph. Honestly, find me a hotter twenty-year-old than Zeph. I, they have to exist somewhere. And they Nicole Kidman they would be like, in movies. No, they wouldn't. They would be models. We would know about them. Nah, I don't think so. Okay, fair, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, she's not as stoked as Zeph is, dude. If I was his friend, I'd be high-fiving him all the time. Nailed it, Nicole 100%. Kidman slammed. Good shit. Although man. he's now been in two movies with Aubrey Plaza, I don't think he's ever made out with Aubrey Plaza because she was all about De Niro, and then she was all about Adam Devine. Yeah, but I bet that he did make out with her in real life, though. Oh. Uh, any other things in your notes that you want to talk about that we didn't get to? No, we went through all of it. I, dude, I'm so glad that. God, I mean, I love wonderful. comedic Zeph. I do. I really do. But I, I'm so glad to get back to the roots of Zeph here. We're getting back to like these movies that have really, really easy to follow plots, 
no comedy, super overacting, terrible, like just yeah, great. This is this is this is where I wanted to be the whole time. I feel like I'm home. You can buy this movie on Amazon on Blu-ray for $6, or for $9, you can get this and the Notebook double feature. Oh, shit! So, I mean, that's that's kind of a, a, a deal to end all deals. Yeah, you might as well buy both at this point. I might just, I might do that. We're, I'm not sure, but, you know, I, I feel like we need to do Nicholas Sparks' podcast, or just all, like, <laughs> Nicholas I, Sparks I, I would be great. That's a good idea, I like it. Sparks Sharks. Um, I just want I want to do the thriller romance movies cause, like I know that they're all not going to be this good because like this is like the perfect level of bad. Like I know that some are just going to be bad, bad. But that's also going to be fun too. Or like Lifetime Movie Network. Man, yeah, oh man, I like it. R- reminder, reminder for everyone: if you, I doubt that anyone made it this far in this podcast. <laughs> but if there's one person out there that's listening, Jess Knight might be. Hi, Jess. Yeah, Jess might. Okay, yeah, hi. If you want to tell us how bad we suck and send dick pics to Joey, send an email. To ZachAttack at CageClub.me. Joey will see your dick. Still gotta remember the password. But yeah, this, I guess, you know, this is the last time. There's not gonna be any bonus episodes, I don't think, this month. I don't think anything else is coming out. So by the time we record the next episode, which will re- release in a month from today, November 1st, we will hopefully have at least one email. So doubt you know, it. This is the third but if there is of- one, <laughs> I will be happy and I will say thank you to that person next time we have this ZachAttack. And what's funny is that the next movie we're doing is The Lorax, I think, and, like, that's the most kid-friendly movie, and, like, you just want people to send them the raunchiest things, like, it's gonna be a real weird, Send me Lorax-themed dick pics. Actually, send Joey Lorax-themed dick pics. Oh, God. (laughs) Go to cageclub.me to find us on Twitter, to subscribe to the podcast, to see all things Zac Efron. Go to facebook.com slash cageclub. You know, like us on there, see all the things that we share. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. All sorts of Zac Attack and Cage Club and Keanu Club stuff at those two places. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we'll see you next time on Zac Attack.